welcome to $100 Plus Mileage, your go-to podcast for learning about New Hampshire legislation that might not make the news, but still could impact you. The 2023 legislative session is in full swing, and we're excited to dive into some of these under-the-radar bills. And I'm Mike Dunbar, content editor for Citizens Count. Part of what makes the study of public policy so fascinating is how even the most admirable proposals can warrant deeper scrutiny. A great example of this is found in HB 143, a bill before the New Hampshire House of Representatives that would allow domestic violence victims to secretly record their abusers without running afoul of the state's wiretapping law. Ah, yes, there will be more to this one that meets the eye. Yes, yes, but no spoilers yet. First, let's introduce what the bill is all about. Anna, you're the legislation expert here, so take it away. HB 143, proposed by Rep. Dave Testerman, a Republican from Merrimack, allows a person to create a recording without consent of the people recorded for the purpose of documenting an act of domestic violence. This recording would then be admissible as evidence in court against the abuser. Both video and audio recordings would be allowed under this proposed law. So there's already a wiretapping law. This would just make an exception to that. Yes. This bill would amend the law that deals with wiretapping and eavesdropping in New Hampshire. Under that law, a person may be guilty of a misdemeanor if they secretly record a conversation they're involved in. There's a relevant legal distinction here between one-party states and two-party states worth digging into. So in a one-party state, only one person in a conversation needs to consent to the recording for it to be legal. In a two-party state, both or more people need to consent to a recording. And I actually first became aware of this when my sister was getting a degree in journalism, since it impacts reporters, you know, how they can record conversations that they have with people, particularly investigative conversations. So anyway, New Hampshire is a two-party state, which means that everyone needs to consent to a recording. The law does have a list of exceptions, and this bill would add to that list. Okay, so is this just a hypothetical concern uh, legally, or has an abuse victim ever actually been charged with wiretapping? There was actually a case for this just south of us last year. So last summer in Plymouth, Massachusetts, an alleged domestic violence victim was charged with eight counts of illegal wiretapping for making secret recordings of her husband, her alleged abuser. So Massachusetts state wiretapping law makes it a criminal offense to record someone without their permission. They're a two-party state. The case sparked outrage and calls for changes to state law. So HB 143 seeks to address the potential for a similar situation here in the Granite State. Yeah, that's awful. So I would think that this bill would be a slam dunk with the committee that's considering it, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. No, and watching the bill hearing, it was interesting to see that unfold. A representative of the New Hampshire Coalition Against Domestic and Sexual Violence actually spoke against the bill because of concern that there needs to be protections to ensure the law can't be used against victims by their abusers. Yikes. How could that be? Here's an example. An abuser could conceivably secretly record an altercation and then edit down the video to make it appear like the victim was actually the primary aggressor. A future version of this bill could be written to try to address such concerns. Others point out that the Governor's Commission on Domestic Violence, Sexual Assault, and Stalking is considering this issue in particular, and that was established last April. It's taking a multidisciplinary approach to addressing the needs of victims and holding offenders accountable. And those at the hearing suggested that the commission should be allowed to complete its work before the legislature kind of jumps the gun and, and goes ahead and changes the law. Ultimately, members of the House Criminal Justice and Public Safety Committee decided to recommend killing the bill. Still, the full House will get their chance to vote on the bill later this year. With that in mind, remember you can make your voice heard about this or any other New Hampshire bill by visiting our website, citizenscount.org. 
You can find who represents you by clicking elected officials in the navigation bar, then selecting your town from the drop-down menu on that page. We also have tutorials with tips and scripts about how to help you speak up in those situations. You can find those on our navigation bar under Advocacy Toolkit. Lots of great stuff for you. All right. With that in mind, it's time for Only in New Hampshire. Anna, what have you got for us? So related to the topic we're discussing, I was thinking a bit more about how broad New Hampshire's wiretapping law is. And we talked about one-party states, two-party states. And there's a chance that one or both of us might be guilty of violating the New Hampshire wiretapping law in our lives right now, Mike. Do you have a video doorbell camera by any chance? Maybe I do, yes. (laughs) Do you get the permission of anyone who rings your doorbell to record them? No. That's what I thought. So Vice actually ran an article about this a couple years ago, and New Hampshire was specifically mentioned. They quoted a defense attorney from our state that said, right now, I can tell you as a lawyer that it's pretty clear that making ring camera recordings is in violation of New Hampshire law just because of the breadth of the statute. I think that with the rings and some of these other new products out there, incorporating audio, that's going to be a big issue. And it's already also come up in some criminal cases where there's been recordings from, you know, these Alexa devices and and Ring devices and are those admissible and, and, you know, is there concern about could they be manipulated? What is represented? Who consents? Kind of scary with the idea that we could all be living in a surveillance state, but then at the same time, you do think of these moments like when victims are ideally going to be empowered by this, that you want to work that out, but it's tricky. Yeah, I mean, we're just, we're constantly being recorded without our consent when you think about it, just walking down the street, like how many times you get recorded by video cameras or whatever. So it seems like we're all guilty in that case. (laughs) A little bit. And let's not, I mean, we could also go into when I was getting my Master of Justice Studies, we talked a lot about how in England, for example, there are way more surveillance cameras everywhere. And it's just completely accepted. And then, so I think there's also the question of like, is it a camera that's set up by a public entity like law enforcement, or is it just, are we just going to have this network of cameras controlled by private companies and individuals? And we aren't even getting into the potential for like AI generated (laughs) recordings and deep fakes. I would have to imagine at some point the law is going to have to address that if they're allowing video evidence of an alleged incident of domestic violence, you know, are they going to somehow be able to test if this was created? Yeah, this sounds like a topic for a whole other podcast. But in the meantime, that wraps up this episode of $100 Plus Mileage. You can find out more information and episodes at citizenscount.org. We'd like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by Mike Dunbar. Lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes New Hampshire by the people for the people. 